name is Lewis. You are here listening to a Teachify English podcast, and I am joined by my dear friend Mickey. Hello, everybody. How are you? I hope everybody is doing well.、Um, excited to be back here, Lewis. Tell me, what are we doing today? Well,、um, it, it's been a while, hasn't it? Because we recorded three or four podcasts together. We uploaded them. They were about the new normal, communication, beauty. Oh, my mum! Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You did speak about your mum quite a lot. Yeah. And then we also spoke about cars. Today, we're going to continue with something quite business related. Fantastic. And we're going to do this because in class or in our classes with some of our companies this week, we've been speaking about business English one hundred and one. And we've been looking ahead to the future of the business world after all of this chaos which has been happening. Very good. It sounds like we're going to have a, a nice podcast to talk about today. So where are we going to start then, Lewis? Well, we're going to focus on language to begin with, because obviously doing business is relatively difficult in your own language, but. Imagine if you're doing it in another language, one that is not your mother tongue. So, when I'm speaking in English, sometimes I choose the wrong word. Sometimes I hesitate a little bit. But if I'm speaking in Spanish, it's ten times worse. Yeah, I completely agree with you.、Uh, this is something I've had to manage、uh, and improve consistently over the over the birth of Teachify since the start、uh, two and a half years ago. Because obviously I've had to manage、uh, lots of different meetings and encounters with various people from various positions in various companies, so it is、uh, it's challenging.、Uh, it's definitely challenging.、Mm-hmm. So if it's challenging, challenging the adjective.、Um, what challenges have you encountered? What challenges have you come across during your time having business meetings in Spanish? Very good. I love that phrasal verb. Come across. Like it, Lewis.、Um, I think for me, obviously being native, well, native English, half Spanish, half English, but、uh, obviously I grew up speaking English at home. So Spanish isn't my mother tongue. It's not my first language, and it's not the language I'm most comfortable with.、Uh, and even still,、uh, I found it quite difficult for me. Was the the formality? It was trying to choose and use the correct words that fit the situation. That we were discussing, and not sounding too informal, because obviously, I think when I learnt Spanish, I learnt very colloquial Spanish.、Mm-hmm. So I had to change my mindset to speak a bit more formal. So that was the first challenge for me. Okay, so the difference between formal and informal Spanish in this case, and、mm. what did you do to learn more formal Spanish? Well, I think the basis of it came from emailing, above all. Um, because obviously you're seeing the words written, you're having to think about and compose an email and structure an email. So I feel that's where I I lacked to start with.、Uh, but then I when I started to write my emails and compose them, I would study the language. I would look up words on the internet, and then I would also try to apply those words even in spoken、uh, Spanish when I was actually in the in the meeting face to face. So you were kind of forcing yourself. To use these words over and over again、yeah. until you learn them off by heart. Yeah, perfect. It's、uh, that's that's the only way for me personally. I mean, everybody learns differently, but for me, that was the the most efficient way to learn what I needed to learn 
in a short space of time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd say one of the other difficulties here is that sometimes if you meet someone for the first time and you're not used to their accent and the way they speak, it can be a bit of a shock. And you might introduce yourself, you say hello, how are you, have you had a good day, and then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it's a big shock, and you're like, "Whoa, whoa!" Um, listen, I normally understand people perfectly, but could you just repeat that? Yeah, yeah. And here, it's no problem asking someone to repeat themselves. Yeah. Yeah, you can just say, "Excuse me, I didn't quite understand that. Could you please repeat that? Could you clarify what you just said?" Yeah, well, I think there's a fine line as well. Something. Because obviously I'm trying to sell our service uh, of English classes, whether it's business classes, conversation classes, or group classes, or one-to-one classes. So you kind of feel, when you're speaking another language and you're trying to sell, uh, and you're trying to explain the value of your service, when you can't get the words out, it's difficult because you feel like the other person is looking at you and saying, is this guy authentic? Mm-hmm. Does he even believe in the service that he's trying to sell me? Which is not the case. It's just, it's the language barrier that makes it a bit more difficult. Exactly. And therefore, it's much harder to be as convincing as it would be in your mother tongue. That's right. Yeah, perfect. So that's something, I mean, for me is preparation. Like I always go prepared to meetings. Um, and over the course of the time, we've, you know, we have very clear what our service is and what our uh, values are as a company so they can see now like when I explain things and we have a track record we have a history we have clients so they can look at everything and everything adds up so they they know that it's a language issue if there is mm-hmm. a mistake it's not because maybe the content or the the service we're providing is you know I'm I'm lying or something they know it's real but it's just a language issue exactly the service speaks for itself (laughs) it does we're trying anyway we're trying exactly that's all you can do anyway let's keep going and let's keep this podcast moving forward Mm -hmm. and uh you mentioned since the birth of teachify so since it was founded Mm -hmm. in this case what questions were you asking yourself before you set up the company well, I had a, in my mind, I had quite a clear vision of where I wanted to go with uh, Teachify. And one was creating a kind of a safe space for teachers after a lot of academies and a lot of typical places where you can go to learn English weren't doing things, let's say, by the book. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was one of my objectives um, was to have a, a good, good place with good working conditions for teachers. And secondly was the, the flexible classes and personalizing the classes. Uh, which were tailored to the the needs of our students. But obviously you have a lot of doubts when you first start because these are just ideas, which is why we started with a very lean method uh, with Teachify, which was we had a very basic service and, a, and we just launched it and we, we saw where it went. We kind of adapted and we were very agile in with the way with the content, with the booking systems, with payments. So we just kind of adapted depending on our audience, um, and this is where we are today. So we have a very refined service, uh, mm-hmm. which is only improving as time goes on. Exactly. So here you had the idea, mm-hmm. um, you had the willingness and the motivation to do it. And what about any kind of legal issues when you were setting up the company? Were you, were you worried about making it official? Yeah, massively. Uh, there's so many worries. Like when you first start, it's... Uh, 
it's a huge leap of faith that you have to take. So it's a jump into the abyss. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's daunting. It's it's a bit worrying at first, but I guess it's at the same time it's it's what makes you feel that you're alive as well. So I kind of enjoy that aspect of it, um, and it's only. You know, I, I have a, a plaque in my room which my mum gave me. If you're listening, mum, I love you. Uh, and it just, Here we go again. <laughs> and it just says, uh, take the risk or lose the chance. And it's something I kind of, you know, it's a bit cheesy, mm-hmm. a little bit cheesy, but I, I really like this and I feel uh, with Teachify and with myself, even in my personal life, I'm kind of, I follow that kind of uh, saying. Mm-hmm. I like it. It's a bit cheesy. And here we're not talking about mozzarella, parmesan. Um, Trust you to be talking about cheese, Lewis. I've always got to redirect the conversation towards food, <laughs> even if what you're saying is really interesting. Um, so, yeah, in your case, you had the idea, you were worried about the legal situation, but you took the leap of faith. You mm. went for it. Yeah. And you took the risk. Mm. Generally speaking, though, if you are an entrepreneur mm-hmm. and you would like to start up a company, to launch a company, to found a company, um, I think you would ask yourself the following questions. Mm. You would ask yourself, um, am I willing to uh, work really, really hard to make this a success? In addition to that, um, do I have the money? <laughs> yeah, that's another factor. Um, economical factor is always there. But I kind of, you know, it's interesting. When I look back now, Teachify started with £1,000 investment, which came from myself. And now, you know, we've grown a lot since then, um, teaching over 700 students uh, between us all. So it's, the, the, the economical factor was never really my drive. It's never, Teachify has never been about becoming rich. It's been, uh, the motivation has been doing something for myself uh, and building a team and building a service, which is, I feel that can benefit other people. Um, so economically, is that wasn't really the biggest worry for me. It was more the the idea of failure, which I think mm-hmm. is was the, the main drive and it continues to be the same drive uh, because I am quite competitive, not in sports, but when it comes to work, I'm very competitive. So uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Good. That's a great way of uh, moving on to the next part of our podcast, because I'd like to ask you what kind of characteristics do you think most entrepreneurs would have in common? So they're, they're brave, for example. Yeah, I would say obsessive. So brave, obsessive. Yeah, it's a bit strange, but I would say I'm a very I have a very obsessive personality um like for example this is not related to work but if i eat a sweet from a shop it's the first time i've ever eaten it mm-hmm. i become obsessed with it and i will eat it for three months every day until i become sick of it and then i will find another obsession and it's it's like this and it's the same with work like i become obsessed with it i think about it every day uh, it can be lonely as well sometimes because sometimes you have a lot of ideas uh, and it's difficult to implement them all and then trying to transmit those ideas to other people and this is getting deep but there's also another no, I was... <laughs> going. I'm enjoying it I'm sure people who are listening are also enjoying it well I was thinking the other day I was talking to one of my friends and he was asking about you know what, what's it like to manage a team because it is difficult to manage a team sometimes and one thing I've realized is it's even like when if you're having a romantic relationship with your girlfriend or with your boyfriend it's like having multiple relationships, but everyone is on a different stage and everybody mm-hmm. has a different personality. So it's, in terms of stress, it can be a bit overwhelming. 
because you're trying to manage lots of different people and you know their own preferences so this is something uh you have to be very resilient to mm-hmm. and understanding um and i think entrepreneurs they need to be good listeners which is something i am improving which is something i lacked massively 2 years ago okay but mm. nowadays you don't lack it right what, what did you say Nowadays, <laughs> <laughs> you got me. You got me. All right. Well, that was a really good, uh, really good insight um, because I think it's quite a different answer. I was going to say the typical of being intelligent, creative, courageous, and opportunistic. But hey, no, I, I liked your your insight, your view on the matter. Yeah, I don't think intelligence is something. Uh, is is. You know, for example, I didn't study. I didn't go to university. I actually left school very young at 14. Um, and it's always um, something I was hung up on, uh, which, well, I don't know, Lewis, you... were you... a bit, like, worried about it. You yeah. were a bit kind of, ah, oh, what am I going to do? I'm a bit worried. I'm a bit concerned. Yeah, so I was kind of hung up on not having any formal studies. Um, but it's something you get over. And I think if you actually look at a lot of entrepreneurs, they a lot of them skipped school they or they didn't really finish university exactly you could say that they dropped out of university they they quit they left their studies yeah. yeah so i don't i don't focus too much on the educational side of things or uh the intelligence of someone but i think they just need to be very willing uh, to learn which is is very important mm-hmm. yeah they say that every day you learn something new yeah good So um, we've had a really good in-depth conversation about the matter of being an entrepreneur, setting up a company and so on. Let's finish by just reviewing some common business terms. So I'm going to test you a little bit, Mickey, if you don't mind. Fantastic. Let's go. So let's get started with um, expenses. Mm -hmm. So if I say expenses, I'm worried about my expenses. What am I referring to? Yeah, well, your expenses is basically kind of your, your overheads or your outgoings of, of a company or of employees, uh, which could be equipment, it could be laptops, it could be bikes, it could be microphones, for example. Mm-hmm. And so salaries. Salaries. Uh, it could be the bills that you have for air conditioning in your offices. So these are all your expenses. Mm-hmm. And then if we think about all of the money that a company can make. Mm -hmm. What words can you use to refer to all of the money that comes into a company? Yeah, so we would say in English, it would be the revenue, which is the the total money that that comes into the company, is the revenue. Mm -hmm, Exactly. We could say revenue. We could also sometimes say turnover or income. Yeah. So there's lots of different ways of saying it. And then when we analyze and evaluate companies we can uh, split them up into uh, two main sections yeah what would they be yeah well you have b2b or you have b2c so b2b being selling business to business and b2c is business to client Mm -hmm. sounds great easy yeah piece of cake and hmm given that at the end of the day it's all about money. Money makes the world go round. Um, what is this um, moving in and moving out of um, money into a company? Yeah, this is, uh, this is a nice word. I like this word. And this is cash flow. And I think this is fundamental for startup companies because you could have an amazing service, an amazing product, 
and you could get to a point where the cash flow just isn't there mm-hmm. and unfortunately they can't continue although it would have been something very successful so cash flow is very important good i like it now um i hope you really really enjoyed listening to this podcast as always every thursday and every other sunday so once every two weeks um <laughs> Usually, we finish with a joke. Um, Usually, well, always, I think. You always finish with a joke. One of these cheesy Lewis jokes. Exactly. One of these classic, typical, cheesy Lewis jokes. So, Mickey, would you like to tell the joke? Because I've actually given it to him on a post-it note. So, I was wondering if he wanted to do the honours of telling you the joke. Oh, I feel absolutely privileged to be telling the joke today. (laughs) Thank you, Lewis. So the joke is, people, what do you call an alligator detective? Okay, so what do you call an alligator detective? Uh So an alligator like a crocodile, kind of similar? Like a crocodile, something similar, okay. Um, An alligator detective would be called an investigator. (laughs) (laughs) An investigator, a gator alligator. I, I think that's easy enough to understand, so I won't go into any more detail. And I hope you really enjoyed this podcast. Thank you for listening. Follow us on Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, YouTube, everywhere. Thank you, guys. It's been a pleasure as always. And thank you, Lewis, for interviewing me today. Enjoy the rest of your day. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.